0: Welcome to the new game Bullshit! Jeffrey and I run HagensAlley.WordPress.Com. I'm also the subcon three on forums like Nintendo Age and Club. I'm a double award-winning published author. Um, for Hidden Treasures, a book that's on sale at Lulu.com. It's also on the right side of the page that you're probably listening to the podcast on right now. You can help support us instead of like every other podcast where they want you to give money to keep their podcast going. All you gotta do is support us by actually buying the gaming book, and a little bit of that money will go toward the podcast. And I've also written towards a few different gaming publications such as Nintendo Force, Pixel Nation, and Retro Gaming Times Monthly. And we've got Kyle. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, hey. I'm big into uh, no death runs, high score runs, uh, collector of all things, vintage and retro, uh, pretty much anything video game related also collect figures, vinyl, VHS, tap handles, old beer signs, and old
2: beer steins. And we've got Kevin! Greetings gamers, Kevin here aka KWK. You can see my site on kwkbox.com and also visit my channel KWK Box on YouTube at any time for support. We do lots of Let's Plays and have videos of all of us in different forms so if you want to add a voice to a face, my channel is the place to be.
0: Please call our number, leave a voicemail or a text message at 262-264-VGBS. Alright guys, so let's start off with the news! (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we're going to do some news so that way if we get off topic and shit, like, you know, we can do a hard stop so we don't do a mega cast every week. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah i know every other fucking yeah. time it's it's been insane um there's not a ton of fucking news this week but um there's a couple things that i picked out that i thought were pretty interesting um first one is our ongoing um craziness with um egovania um apparently there was an article talking about a fake big budget kickstarter goal um, and that some of these big budget ones ran by essentially um, a big company instead of by like an individual. Um, they're already funded when they come to Kickstarter. Let's so see. basically like Bloodstained, okay? So, so Bloodstained had a goal of $500,000, right? Um, yeah. And I think when we checked, it was like $2.5 I think it's close, if not over $3 million now. Um but when somebody calculated, you know, based on how people in a big business normally get paid, um, they said that the actual game is gonna actually need over seven million dollars to get funded. So hmm. basically like they're under inflating numbers um based just to get funded because if they put seven million dollars on their Kickstarter Nobody would fund it because there wouldn't be a chance of it getting funded. It's, no game has actually gotten seven million. I don't think. I, I think like the biggest Kickstarter ever was um, the Ouya, and I think that got over it. That got a lot of money. But like for a game wise, I think it was like four million, maybe five million for the um, Mighty Number no. Nine. But like seven million is what it takes. But apparently, according to the guys running the Kickstarter, like Iirachi and all those guys, that they're Already funded, apparently, is what what came out when somebody posted that, um, and that uh-huh. basically they did this Kickstarter to do the physical release. Um, I wasn't actually tracking that; I, that wasn't like apparent to me when I backed it. Um, now, great, I, we know the game's coming out. I'm happy about that, and it doesn't bother me that much that you know they're doing that. However, like they're using this Kickstarter program that's meant for small, small groups of people, like individuals to gain, you know, recognition and be able to release things. So what do you guys think? Do you think that's a, or that's right for like a big company to be jumping in something that's really meant for like the, the small person to get noticed? What do you guys think?
1: I don't know. It just reminds me of, it's like a big business strategy to where, let's say you want to open up like a hotel on a coastline, right? So Uh you put in a bid for four hotels so that they're going to come back and say, no, that's way too many. So then you'll say, well, how about one or two? And then they're (laughs) like, okay, that sounds better. So you start, like, high, and then you kind of... It's like where they're starting high is it's already paid for. Yeah. So now let's just kind of pretend like it's not, and then people will... Get the that idea that it's not and put, it. and put the money. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a dirty tactic, you know.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean it's definitely I think, they, I think they might have mentioned it somewhere in the fine print. You know what I mean? But like who honestly reads the entire thing? Usually you read like the the bullets, um and things like that. So I mean honestly, like it's not that big of a deal, but it, it does seem like they're really just trying to Milk the proverbial cash cow at this point. Like, um, and somehow they got funded beforehand, which means they have no problem releasing it. It would have garnered this same amount of attention if they would have released it out on, like, the, um, you know, like the network, like the P- PlayStation Network and Xbox, you know, live and all of that, if they would have marketed it right. It just seems like they're taking advantage of the Kickstarter medium in a way that it really doesn't seem like it was meant to be done it doesn't yeah, mean it, that it, you know they're they're using it
1: yeah but <laughs> where where that whole like analogy comes in for me is like people think they're getting a deal yes that's where yeah. that comes in like the whole like well just one hotel then and I'm like mm-hmm. okay fine and then and once like, you get that that that, that one though, then you can go and get billed like 10 you know but that's just yeah. the whole thing it's It's kind of grimy, for sure. Because,
0: I mean, like, how I always saw Kickstarter, I mean, even how I'm using it for my own purposes, is that basically as a way to show that people want the product that I have. So instead of, like, you know, taking my book, producing, you know, and printing off 200 of them to go sell at conventions and putting out a bunch of money out of my own pocket, I use this website to promote my my product on a mass, you know, stage and if people yeah. like it they'll fund it and if it's funded then the money doesn't come out of my pocket it's already backed so then it's like all right i know the people want my product that's exactly how i'm doing it that's why i waited till i had the perfect book written before i went to kickstarter like cuz i wasn't going to take like something that didn't you know hit a really big audience um, but the thing is, is that, like, it just seems like this one, like, they're already established. They're not using it to, you know, get attention. They already, it's, it's the guy who made Castlevania. <laughs> it's almost like fraud. <laughs> yeah, because he's using yeah. a big company, too. Like, like, all these different known artists he's using his connections. Like, I could see if it was, like, one person doing it, but I don't know. It It just seems like it's, it's, like... The Kickstarter bubble might be starting to build. Even if the product comes out, it's like, all right. Well, this used to be cool because we'd have a small company, you know, doing some cool, you know, personal things. I mean, mine's gonna be a completely personal Kickstarter, whereas now this is like a company, and they're gonna start doing company tactics and big, you know, big different releases, and it's gonna, it's gonna feel like, um, basically like a big business type venture. I don't know, like maybe like, you know, everybody's wants to get in on something at a personal level. And now it's going to feel like, you know, like going to a mom and pop shop, like video pals, instead of going to GameStop. It feels, it feels yeah, it's and, gonna feel um, like GameStop.
2: It's going to be like eBay. eBay was uh, a whole bunch of individuals. And then the companies got in there and jacked up eBay. So yeah. Yes. Similar
1: fucking Lukey games. were looking at you. Yep. <laughs> So, Mm -hmm. I actually had a question. Um, Mm -hmm. Is that confirmed, this whole thing, or is it like a
3: rumor?
0: Um, I thought it was a rumor, but then I saw, you know, how the actual Kickstarter, because I backed them, they posted updates saying that it was, you know, indeed already funded. So, I think it's more of a, like, they kind of admitted now that, yeah, we, we were... You know, that we were funded, and this has always been our intention to use this to do the physical release. Um, It's the same boat for the Banjo-Kazooie spinoff, the ukulele, the one that has $2.5 Because
1: I will say, when I saw it, I was like, the screenshots are awfully, like, good. Yeah. Like, how... Oh, that was my first thought, like, which now it makes sense. Like, how is it so developed already.
0: And, and see, That's well, how, my how that thought. also now is going to hurt like, someone like my Kickstarter is that, alright, so we're developing an NES game from the ground up. Like, I'm not going to be able to show like, finished screenshots when working on it. Like, like when I show stuff, well, I expected... like, it's going to be prototype things. Now, when people see this freaking Bloodstained or Ukulele, you're seeing freaking finished products that have been in the work for a year already.
1: That's the thing where it's like, how did they get this far? <sighs> yeah. Where... Now now it's like light bulbs go off. Like oh Yeah, so
0: and Kevin. I think that like by doing this though, like people that are going to be Kickstarter backers now are gonna have expectations. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. So
3: like, what
1: do you yeah. think, Kevin, as far as like being a business owner yourself?
2: Oh man. I think it's just like the real business world. You get the big businesses in there and they make it they make it terrible for all the little guys, you know what I mean? All the small businesses and medium businesses out there that made what it is today it's all gonna get ruined by some big business like as ridiculous as it sounds it's like hey we're coca-cola and we want to get a kickstarter for coke threes coming out so you know (laughs) we want some money see if you guys will buy coke three i mean i think there should be some type of contingencies when maybe it should be like hey, this Kickstarter, it would, like, maybe be in a group on the website that says, these are individual Kickstarters, these are company Kickstarters, so -hmm. then somebody can blatantly see, hey, this is a guy on his own in his house in a basement trying to make something happen. Yeah. That's something that I'd be more willing to put money towards than some company that I know already has the connections, and I'm sorry, they're just greedy pricks if they're asking for money in a Kickstarter in your company. And don't even tell me that a guy that made Castlevania doesn't have the clout alone to go around to a few friends and say, hey, give me a little bit of money and I'll share the profits with you. He does not need a Kickstarter of that kind of clout level. That's just ridiculous, you yeah. know what I mean, in my opinion. So I mean, that's it, how I'd do it.
0: <laughs> it's its the fact that it's at that large of a scale and what it's affecting, that that's the only thing that rubs me the wrong way. Like, the fact that they're doing it good on them, I mean, they're making a few million dollars. I mean, great yeah. for them. But here's the thing. That few million dollars could have went towards somebody else's individual program, individual products exactly. that they're doing on the same venue. There's people that develop, single individuals that develop amazing games like and Verge. He didn't go to Kickstarter. He got it, and he's got and a lot they don't lot need millions. Exactly. And if he and, went to Kickstarter yeah. and had a physical release, my god.
1: And the beautiful thing Kevin said, yeah, the beautiful thing. this country was built on small businesses. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. and then they just it creates this like inverted effect where it eats it up. And that's where supply and demand comes in because eventually the people get fed up with the products they're being sho- that are being shoved down their throat and then they ultimately will go back to the small businesses who are being more inventive and doing things in a more unique fashion. So that's kind of how, sure,
0: you know? how I felt Kickstarter was developed to begin with, was to go back to that small individual aspect. But then now these companies just come in and, you know, Kevin kind of hit the nail on the head where they should have a separate section. I almost think they should have a separate website. Like if you're a company yeah. and you make over this amount of money, your goal is more than a few, gra- like 10 grand or 20 grand or something. You should get. You should be on a separate site. Call it freaking, you know, big business starter or something like. Because you're not <laughs> yeah, really. You're yeah. not kickstarting shit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> How about Here's use your own on kickstart? It's already running.
1: How about use your own fucking website?
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. exactly. Do, you, do you think they they got they already had like you know however many million to to make the game? Like, do you think they could have easily set up a freaking website? And <laughs> you know what I mean, like. It would have went viral
2: it's that people would have went to the website and funded it. Like they're just like, And then lazy. back to like what like Jeff was saying, he how many people got hurt from so many people dumping money towards this big company. Imagine how many great Kickstarters that could have actually been fulfilled with those millions that had smaller goals and all those could have been met and those could have been greater games than even this. I know that's a long shot, but it doesn't mean it isn't yeah. possible.
1: I guess instead uh-huh. of so. spending money on like an advertising campaign, they're like, "Well, I think it'll cost less to eat up all these people on Kickstarter, <laughs> so let's just <laughs> swallow up all these little fish <laughs> and be the yeah. big whales
2: that w- that we are." I mean, Kickstarter's happy because they're going to make all that commission off that oh. big Kickstarter At thing they're it's... happy about. It. But guess what? Guess what? That's going to also taint your name and your site. Is it worth all that money in the long run? Then people are going to start thinking, hmm, maybe we should start something that says real Kickstarter next to that site and say only individuals, you know what I mean, um, and take away their business then.
0: I would say, mark
2: my words,
0: this right here is the top, the golden age, the bubble, however you want to call it. Like This is about where the downfall of Kickstarter is going to start. It doesn't mean this is the best that's gonna happen yet, but we saw it with Mighty Number Nine. Now we have two, right? Everything grows exponentially in freaking big business in the world. Everything, in computers, everything grows exponentially. So you have one, then you have two. Next time you're gonna have four big ones, and that might be in six months. Another six months, we'll have eight, and then we'll have a hundred, and then we'll have a thousand of them, and then people just won't want to back anymore. So I would say if anybody's running on any pro- prod- programs, I'm glad mine's freaking coming out in a month because <laughs> goddamn, like it, it's going to get to the point where people are going to get out on the big business. It's going to spoil it. It's going to make it seem fucking lame. It's going to feel like GameStop. Like really, you're going to have people that are still going to go there because they have and then just like oh. GameStop. And then you're going to have the other people like sitting back like us and we're like, man this is just this is too much now. It's <laughs> is just lame. Like I might, like I'm basically funding a freaking Xbox game right now with my money. Yeah. Like I mean, that's what it is. Like at least right now, the big businesses still feel like an indie game. Like they're taking quote unquote a risk by doing something out of the norm. But they're out of the norm is Castlevania game, a Banjo Kazooie game, a Mega Man game. That's not risk. like that they have fan bases man a a risk would be I'm gonna do a brand new Nintendo IP that's never been tested like that's a risk But that's my thing though like I I really think that um this will be the the boiling point this is the catalyst that starts the fire you know what I mean that's 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 how I see it now whether I'm right or (laughs) not
1: Right, I was also thinking the whole website for the the Castlevania one was just so, like, well done. Like, a lot of work went into that.
0: Oh, like their Kickstarter so, page? Yeah. but you, Just you know, how,
1: like, intricate it is, and
0: it's what, not something that, though? that
1: just, like, pops up overnight.
0: Yeah, it doesn't, and um, what's great about that, though, is I see that now, and it looks awesome, right? So I'm going to steal some shit off of it. I'm going to have banner headings just like they do. Why not? It It sets
1: the standard.
0: It's going to take two seconds, but the thing is now the guy who only just writes text in it is going to look like a shitbag. And that's where now I have to do more with mine because this big company just set a new fucking standard because they have money to do it. And they have designers for that Kickstarter. I bet they're paying a designer for that
1: absolutely absolutely and that that's the point that i'm getting at yeah like yeah
0: like jesus
1: so there's a lot more going into this behind the scenes than just like you know some random guys like let's do a game a new game
0: yeah like (laughs) fucking
1: crazy shit man but it's almost (laughs) the whole thing that's like how could we be so blind too
0: oh i mean we were
1: also that
0: the, the thing is the initial the initial reaction is oh shit we're getting a new fucking castlevania it's awesome And then when you peel back the onion layers. Yeah. (laughs) And it took that, that actual, um, that actual, you know, article to open my eyes a little bit. And, you know, you start peeling back the onion, you're like, man, we're getting duped here. (laughs) Now, I mean, the guy is working on his own and all that, which is, but he's not, because he has a big company behind him, because people are all helping him out. Like, it's essentially like a startup company. But they're using a site like Kickstarter, so I mean, the the only thing is, is though, and I don't know the answer. Where do you draw the line? You know what I mean? When like
1: tru- when the truth is not being told.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's if they, that's, they,
1: that's what I say, because like that's the only thing. Because a lot of people are gonna be like, "Who cares? I'm I'm gonna get the game in the end." But it's the principle of it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the whole principle of the matter that like you just tell the people up front what's going on. Not mm-hmm. like hide things, make it seem like something that it's not, and little, little tricks and traps and shit.
2: And yeah, it was like they would be able to really perfectly put a line in there, though, because they won't say, "Hey, it's got to be an individual." Then somebody'll just find a way around it, or you'll have some relative be it. Oh, he's an individual, and then you know, no matter what, people just corrupt everything, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, they'll always figure out yeah. a way to like yeah. loophole the system.
0: It's, it's just one of those things where it just has to not feel dirty, I guess. Right, you know what I mean? Like, it just, just my little boy. You, you just yeah. can't get a bad taste in your mouth when you find out things. And, I mean, even if he would have, you know, disclosed all that, like, he probably wouldn't have made as much. Like, he, probably, he still oh, would have no. had people backing him. I would have been tempted, but I might not have. Just because, like, oh, it's already funded, I might wait. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And, it, and that's the thing. That's like a, a typical, like what I always say, like military recruiter tactic. You only tell them as much as they need to know to get them interested. You don't tell them all the details because when you tell them all the details, <laughs> you lose their interest. That is a classic yep. dirty car salesman tactic. It is. Yep. And that's the thing. Like I, in mine, it's going to have all the details. I don't give a shit. if Because the thing is, is I want people to realize that I'm a genuine person and this is where the money is going, everything, like, I'm not gonna put out there, oh, $500,000 or whatever, like, I'm gonna say, all right, well, this amount is going toward this, this amount is going to the developers, the artists, like, I'm not buying rights to shit, so I'm not asking people to pay me so I can buy the rights, like, that's what I feel like a lot of the time, so, like, Okay, so you're paying this guy to buy the rights to this artwork or you're paying the rights to make this guy hire this guy to do the artwork in the Castlevania game. That's part of the budget, right? So essentially you're paying somebody a um their fee per se, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um I don't feel like that's the the right way to go about things. Like I don't know. Like, because my thing is, it's like Rob, for, for example, in mine, is developing the NES game. Anything that sells for the NES game uh, after the cost of making the game goes to Rob, because he made the game. He's putting in the time, the work. Like, I'm not keeping part of Rob's money. And I'm going to make that clear in the Kickstarter. Uh, Joe Simcoe's doing his own <clears throat> painting, an NES painting. And he's going to do professional prints of that painting. He gets all the money for that. I'm not getting the money for that. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to have people that are backing my Kickstarter pay money so that way they can fund, you know, hire Joe to do the painting. Because, you know, for like a 1000 or $2,000 or whatever it is, however much it ends up being, like, I could buy the rights to that artwork. I would rather, like, Joe get the money for that, and then he wants to collaborate with me again. <laughs> To me, that's a good yeah. business. Like, then it's like, all right, so my next book, I can, you will collaborate again with the freaking, you know, the artist from Garbage Bale Kids and get, you know, an, another awesome project together. And that's where it's like, I'm thinking small business side. A big business would say, oh, no, you want to buy the rights to that because then you can sell it again later. But then the artist is getting shortchanged. Or, you know, the developer of the game is getting shortchanged. Cause like it's it's like a, it's a it's a racket, man. And I, I don't I'm not gonna play that game for sure. <laughs> and I'm gonna make sure though that everything in my Kickstarter is spelled out. If people have questions, I will answer them. That's the easiest way, man. Um. Oh, um. Speaking of my Kickstarter, I do have an an official date that my Kickstarter is going to start. Um, I've unveiled it on, my, on the Nintendo Age thread that I am posting updates on right now, the pre-Kickstarter site, but um, the official date is going to be at Too Many Games on my panel. I am going to make the Kickstarter live. Um, I'm going to unveil Joe Simcoe's freaking um, cover for my book, like the full cover, color artwork. I'm going to unveil that you know, for all the people live there. And I'm going to click Go on the Kickstarter. Um, and the thing that's interesting is I'm getting a ton of response on Nintendo Age. Um, now, that's probably geared toward the NES game. Um, but they all, like a lot of the members on Nintendo Age also um, contributed summaries for my book. Anybody that, because I posted a thread, two, I started it two years ago when I started writing this book. And I said, hey, let's play a little NES summary game. And I said, keep your comments under this many words, and I might include it in the book if it's hilarious or, or well-written or something. And there's a lot of people that wrote in there. So those people are a part of my book, too. Like <laughs> This is like a pretty special project. And I, I was like, I'm, I'm very glad that I was able to officially get a panel of too many games. Uh, the irony is, and Kevin will like this, is that it goes parallel to uh, Pat and NES Punk's buddy Ian's pinball panel?
3: <laughs> oh boy!
0: There yeah. You go. So here's two um, cheers to that. That I'm gonna piss them off because people are gonna want to see an, a new NES game unveiling and a new Kickstarter, like a a um artwork unveiling for NES related topics, than like a random pinball panel, even if it's somebody
2: known. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a safe bet.
0: And I'm gonna have. Um, flyers, or my wife said I should actually do, like, postcard-sized um, things, and I'm gonna pass out during the actual convention on Friday and Saturday to people to, you know, just let them know where the Kickstarter is, and that way they know where to go for it, and if they're around on Sunday, they'll go to my panel. Um, the Game Chasers panel's on Sunday after mine, and Alpha Omega Sins panel. So, like, People will still be sticking around to see those panels. So I might get a lot of float over, and it's in the middle of the day, so the drunk people will sleep in and be able to wake up for it, including myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a gaming convention. It's going to be insane, as always. <laughs> um, but, like, I, I think that'll be pretty cool. Um, I, I have a whole hour, so that's awesome. I, I should be able to fill up an hour. I don't know. Like, I think we talk about plenty in an hour. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that shouldn't be too hard.
0: Yeah. Definitely. I'm, I'm trying to see if Joe can come out, because he lives in New York, um, and I think he's going to be down near my area. Uh, he visits family during the summer. I'm going to see if he can come out. He said it's it's going to be very tricky, though, for him to be able to come out, but it might be able to. Rob's in Illinois, so that ain't going to happen. <laughs> oh, Robbie. But, um, yeah, this should be definitely um, interesting. A, I think it's like the only time that I've heard of that somebody's actually unveiled a Kickstarter at a public event.
2: I'm not I'm sure. I can't think of any.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like it's interesting, <laughs> and I already know like the people on Nintendo Age, like a lot of the members, like they're posting when does it start? When does it start? Because I'm doing a limited edition homebrew with it, so there's gonna be, and I haven't even told them like how many they're gonna be. There's gonna be probably around. 30. That's it of the limited. That's the limited one with, with Joe Simcoe artwork and if the only time I'm doing it, I'm not releasing it after that <laughs> like that's Joe's going to do artwork for that limited edition um, and so people like eat up limited edition homebrews like no other um, and I, I want to keep it limited and special because why would it be limited if I did 100? You know what I mean? Like, you, you got to keep it small. And so, those members on Nintendo that can't make the convention, like, yeah, they're going to want to get their copy. And they won't be able to get their copy if they don't get it when it first starts. So, my goal is, and this, I think this would be really cool, is if I got funded during my panel. <laughs>
3: hmm. Like,
0: it's a 30 day yeah. Kickstarter. If I got funded in the first hour. That would be that that's my goal. Um now my funding goal, it's not five hundred thousand dollars. I'm I I can fund this for a thousand bucks. And I'm going to. That's where I think a lot of Kickstarters are bullshitting people, in my opinion. Because for a thousand dollars, I'll be able to cover um at a thousand bucks all the Kickstarter fees and things. Um now everything that I have is going to be priced so that way taxes, Kickstarter fees, everything is in that price already. So we're printing everything, making everything by demand. We're not pre printing shit, we're not we're not getting funded and then we're gonna have two hundred extra NES games in the backup, you know what I mean? That's how I feel a lot of Kickstarters do it. Like they have this huge funding goal and then like, okay, now I have two hundred books that I can sell later. You know, pure profit. Like, no, that that that's that's not how it works. I'm I'm going to print and make the games, and we're going to make the artwork, like the the prints for the artwork and everything, per request. I think that's the way it should be. Um, buying in bulk is usually cheaper, but the thing is, after the Kickstarter, we're going to be able to buy in bulk because we're going to be able to buy the exact amount. You know what I mean? mm mm-hmm. It makes sense to me. I think I think. All the kinks are pretty much worked out, though. Um, hopefully it's fucking successful and great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, um, let's get over to um, Kevin. Have you followed any kind of crazy um news this week?
2: Um, not so much for news. Just saw that uh disturbing game chasers youtube episode i sent to uh you and kyle oh (laughs) Oh my god i don't a lot to say about it which i thought was hilarious (laughs) so i think kyle should put in his two cents because uh his email about killed me well explain
0: (laughs) explain the video first kevin so
2: that Uh, way we get a visual i honestly i could only watch so much of it because i had to turn it off it was that bad but um you, you i don't Whoever is associated with that Game Chaser show, I mean, I guess they think it's funny or something, that they have okay, so a very intense bromance or something, you would call it. So, yeah. so who was doing what to whom? Um, uh, Billy was basically um, seducing that gaming historian guy. He was seducing him on camera, on a park bench, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, th- well, yeah, through, through an interview, he's just like asking him, oh, you know, who's the hottest in the group and why, and... Then they're showing, like, extremely, I mean, pictures of themselves that nobody wants to see that I would ever think that is right of mind. Um, yeah, I was, was thinking, like, that? why
1: Why would you take that picture in the first place? Yeah, they're, like, exactly. pictures of people like, when people, like, naked and stuff. It's like when they're traveling and yeah. being crazy, but... Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean... The, the, the whole weird thing was, that was, like, the one weird question, like, what's the... Uh, Who's the hottest? He names a bunch of the game chaser people, like from hottest to not, you know,
3: mm-hmm.
1: most to least, and like. But uh, <laughs> the ga- the gaming historian had like an answer. He like, <laughs> <little bit laughs> yeah, off. A prompt like,
2: answer. I was yeah. like, gee,
1: this is weird. <laughs> and like, last
2: time I checked, I thought that guy was married. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, he is. It's it, there's a weird thing about that, and there's a weird thing about the Mike Matey like the schlong thing. Yeah, how, like no one can, can stop, stop talking about, about like, it. It's just Hmm. this weird, like,
0: homoerotic thing in the gaming community. I think, like, they think it's funny or something, (laughs) and then it's just, like, it's one of those things where people try to outgross each other, and they take it to an extreme, like, I'm gonna look at your, like, one guy looks at the other guy's junk and tries to make him uncomfortable. If that doesn't work, then he's gonna try to do something more extreme, and more extreme, and more extreme. And well, extremes there's...
2: like that in person's a good way to get your nose broken, so I don't understand why yeah. these guys think it's funny.
0: I, I, I really so 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 what you're telling me, Kevin, is that I shouldn't go to the game chasers after party at too many games.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that is a safe bet, not unless you have a cork for your ass. Chest of the <laughs> ass belt. <laughs>
1: yeah, the, I've also like in like other sports where the coaches like slap the guy's asses and they like run by. You seen yeah. that? Yeah. it's just like ooh, mm-hmm. I, like that wouldn't. I would never like that would never come into my brain to to do that. That's what's weird. That's why I think it's weird because it's like that's the last thing that I would do slap them in the ass. <laughs> like like what? Why would you even like think to do that in the first place and then do it? And I don't know. It's, and, and, it's, and that's it's like a weird. Like a much. Thing, lo- that's a, that's
0: a lot lesser of a level than doing a homoerotic interview on a park bench live for the internet live for the internet to see it's not even like
1: like like Jesus Christ like the the, the camera was also like in a soft glow like intimate Mm -hmm. feel and uh, I don't know it's
2: it's, it's a humor that I don't understand. If it's all a big joke, I don't find it funny at all. And to tell you the truth, I, after that, I unsubbed, to say the least. Wow. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just They've just been doing too goofy stuff that just don't make sense. I think they are running out of ideas or they're too comfortable or something. Too comfortable. Because they, they don't just stick to their content of just game chasing. They're trying to do that back in my day, which is barely tolerable. And now they're just doing these whatever you want to call interviews. I'm just, you know, it's, it's like it's... It's like a TV show that, you know, they should have stopped making seasons for and they ran out their steam. <laughs> that's how I feel that show is. I don't feel it's picking up steam anymore.
0: So, so, so now you think the Game Chasers jumped the shark. <laughs> that's what that oh, is. Oh, they, they,
2: they well jumped it already. I think the shark's dead after that episode, but that that's my take. And, you know, wow. unfortunately, my opinion is not very popular because no. apparently they got 70k subs for a reason, but makes me question what kind of subs they got when you're doing <laughs> stuff like that and it's getting so many likes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's either an inside joke that I don't get, or regardless, inside or not, something like that I'd never present if it's going to be respectful content and anything. I mean, you got the nerd who's screaming and cursing, but that's his thing. I can respect that, but I mean, the stuff that they're doing, they just keep topping themselves in a direction that just doesn't settle, sit well with me, at least. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but that's my take.
0: Huh. Yeah. The thing is, is that, like... I think right now you should go to their Patreon and give them some money so they can do more of this content. It's great content.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: dick and fart jokes. Oh, joke. boy. <laughs> Heavy emphasis like, on the dick. <laughs>
1: like, some of, some of the videos, they just, like, turn on the camera and just, like, ramble, and they're, they're even saying, like, this is just us rambling. And
2: Here's it, the one thing. They didn't even come off as if that was rambling. That was, like, a, a serious, like, episode, kind of, an at least presentation, but I mean... It is what it is. I mean, it's fine if you want to do a ramble, quick click thing like a you know, Cinemassacre Road Tron like a train to get some views really quick. So they like made three mini episodes out of the man to make money. But Those I mean, good. just to do something off the cuff was crazy.
1: Yeah, I think that 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 craziness people like. Um, it it is kind of weird though. I don't know. It's 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 just it's like the amount of the amount of work that some people do. For their channels and they aren't even noticed, and then these people are just like, you know, fucking around and running and taking. Yeah, Yeah. and it's kind of like a shot in the balls to like. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It'd be a different story if it was like a podcast, because a podcast you expect conversation, like, you know what I mean. But they're a, like, they should be a little more professional with their presentation. I think that's where you're getting at, right, Kyle? They have to have like a, a higher standard because they're actually have the popularity to do that higher standard well even even like the side videos they
1: they they say like i can't believe that we're actually still recording this is horrible like they're just like sitting there kind of like shooting the shit and like fooling around but it's kind of like other people like put in hours and hours of like work to make it all perfect and i guess it's like that's that's what people like and that's what people like but it's it's i don't know it's interesting to say Mm -hmm. the least
0: yeah, definitely. It's it's pretty crazy, and I mean, really, I don't. I, I like some of their, you know, funny jokes and shit that they do, but I I, I didn't watch this video because I can't watch that shit at work. Um, but it sounds to me like they, <laughs> I can't uh, really either. Yeah, it, it sounds to me like they probably just crossed the the line of going a little too far with the um the homoerotic tendencies. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean that's what Basically. it is. Yeah, I mean they're just they 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 got a little bit too homo to the point where certain people aren't going to get it when certain and i mean their main fans might think that shit's hilarious but the problem is, yeah. is that, that might be 40% 40% of 70,000 is a lot is is a lot of people but the other 60% that's a huge number of people that might not get it and if they don't get it they might be like Kevin and unsub um, so the thing is, is that, like, I saw, um, when they posted that, I just saw a Game of historian Interview, I'm like, eh, I don't want to watch that, it sounds lame, so I, did, I, I didn't watch it, and then when you po- you yeah. sent the email, I was at work, and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess, and then Kyle was talking about, you know, crazy shit, like, dick and fart <laughs> jokes and stuff, so I was like, oh my god, like, this might, might be terrible, and now that you guys are talking about it, I'm definitely not going to watch it, so...
2: I want. you say took a bullet for Jeff. Exactly. Well, if,
0: if like, if
1: like, my girlfriend Judy walked in and I was watching that video, she'd be like, "What are you watching? Like, are, exactly. are, you, are you are you are you weird? <laughs> you're you, you a little, funny you're, not
0: me. Kyle's a little funny. you're not telling me. a little funny. You're telling me. A little funny. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the, that's the,
1: that's the other thing too. If like someone w- walked in on you, they what would they think too? Like, I like I don't really care what people think, but that's just the whole idea of like. Makes you question, like, what the hell am I watching? Yeah,
0: I mean like would you want your and even that, like, you would know, you want your kid or teenager watching that?
1: Taking the clothes no. off and shit and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. posing and it's like stuff. Like
0: would I want my uh, would I want, want my impressionable daughter yeah. watching something like that? Probably not.
3: <laughs> Ew.
1: I mean,
0: I I probably wouldn't even show her like some of the more vulgar stuff that they do, but like that hell no like not going to happen.
2: Well, this is the thing that confuses me. They're all like, "Oh, we're a family fun show because he goes no. above and beyond to uh, blip out the curse words," which uh, that's why I originally started watching them because there was like a nice history channel show about games or chasing them. They got some jokes. I mean, some are funny, some really aren't, but hey, that's fine. That's every show. Yeah. And then they made they made it a point to blip out all the curse words. And I'm like, "Hey, this is great. They're trying to just keep it on, you know, not to go off and do this crazy stuff and then just seems like over time instead of cursing they just kept pushing this issue like it's their thing and that type of a thing i don't know why you'd want to associate yourself with like that's a cool thing to be known for because i think it's cooler to not have something extreme and controversial like that in my opinion and just to be a quality show i i don't know where they lost their focus in my opinion
0: Mm, I think Kyle might. Have, I think it was Kyle said it nailed it on the head. Is like they're just getting very comfortable.
2: Yeah, that too. They think whatever they do, people just watch. That's why James and Mike Mundy's survive because hey, mm-hmm. they watch anything as long as James is in it. You know, and you know what? Granted, he earned his position, so I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying they're comfortable and they should be at their rank. But I think the Game Chasers got comfortable. Way too quick because they're, they don't even have like a silver, they don't have 100k subs for crying out loud. What are you comfortable about, you know? Uh-huh. I mean, it's a great number, don't get me wrong, but in the YouTube community, I'm sorry, you're, you're not even barely recognized unless you're at least 100k.
1: Well, even like with, with those pictures, it's almost like, um. <laughs> Who took those? Well, if it's like, <laughs> if like Jeff and me are like a hotel and Jeff's in bed, like, I would, why would I like try to like, take a picture <laughs> of him naked in the first place
3: that's
1: the other like weird thing
0: like, it's, it's funny you, when you, you say it out loud like yeah you have yeah, to like clear exactly. yourself just, like, people
2: did this you have
1: to, and, and then keep the picture like for keep yeah. like <laughs> and,
2: and then put it on the internet not just keep it let's put it on the internet yeah and
1: it, it's it's kind of um you have to put yourself in the situation like you're that person and then it gets really weird
2: <laughs> here's a whole question what aren't, aren't those guys married correct me if i'm wrong if they're not married to each other are they i'm assuming they're married they're married
1: and I, they're not really <laughs> even drunk or fucked up when they're doing all this stuff so i don't know man yeah that's even scary yeah that's what i was thinking <laughs> they don't even have an excuse like oh we were i mean how
2: do they do they let their kids watch this show i mean i feel bad for that <laughs> oh, i don't know <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's all just messed up. I don't know. But that that's just my I, take. I'm I guess I'm just too conservative. I don't get it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, you're more family oriented. Kevin's gonna be now retro liberty. They they uh started yeah. up later and they're they're definitely a little um a l- little tamer on the gay jokes. They don't do any, so <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the way d- to go. Yeah, they're they're definitely a little um I don't know if they don't have that cool factor, but they do, but they don't, or maybe they're just not, you know, popular enough or something, but I mean it, I, I like the The cool lot.
2: factor is just doing what you just doing what you need to do and that's it. You don't have to like get yourself a shtick or something, yeah. however you want to call I mean, it. They're and passionate go crazy extreme the, with it.
0: That's the thing was I think like the the passionate part it kinda wears off once people start doing the YouTube thing too long. Retro Liberty is definitely yeah. passionate. They release a video every once in a while. They don't do it. They they started like every week or every month or something. They were consistent for a while, but like they fam they have families, so they they show yeah. their kids on the show. So they 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 show that they're family people and they're passionate. And They still like to go game hunting, whereas it seems like everything with some of the more popular ones is like a forced type of event to do like. I, I can understand, like, when you're doing an AVGN episode, that's an episode. But when you're doing, like, a, a Game Chaser or a Game Hunt, it seems like now they have, like, 27 people with them with different steps and it has to be some kind of, oh, now we're going into this basement or this attic. And, like, it's always a super event, and it's probably to keep things interesting for the viewer, but it doesn't seem like the passion is behind it anymore. If that makes any sense. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: The, the other thing is, too, like... If I was at like a flea market I would I would kind of just be trying to catch the behavior of like characters there like yes it it's it's kind of yes. like um it's it's there's so much more than just like getting a score to or the whole like or ultimate, like what Pat you know. what
0: Pat shows he's like oh look here's a Nintendo game but like every once in a while Pat will with his shaky cam focus in on somebody and those are my favorite parts of flea market madness is when he shows the crazy single tooth grinners that are there and stuff because that's what we
3: experienced
1: yeah the one the one like big dude who's like you push my mother it's uh-huh. all like mad
0: he's like oh shit dude. that's my favorite part <laughs> of flea market madness the big dude one. that was awesome and that's Holy the thing shit. Because the, the, the games are tertiary. That's like a um, a, you know, a third, you know, part of the flea market experience. The main experience are the crazy asses that roll around. Yeah, the, yeah. It makes sense that's, that, that's the third of the fun.
1: Because <laughs> you can't make that shit up. Uh that, huh. That's the thing. Like, it's just awesome. Like, there's people in there. Like the chick at the bookstore. It's this huge pile, right? You ask her. Where a certain book is, she knows exactly where it is. Like, even just that, I can make a segment out of that. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's just so many like things you could do when you really look into it. But I think what what happens is this is what happens with bands that I've been in too. Like, it gets refined to such a point that like, so you're like at first you're in like this experimental phase. You haven't really found your footing, and I always think that's the best phase because you're kind found of just doing and then once you find it, then it's, like, expected. So then you try to, like, build up to an expectation, which ruins, like, the beauty of, like, just doing it. And that's that's kind of what I see with a lot of projects, too. It, it builds to such they, a point where it's like, we have to have a big score now.
0: Yeah, if, and then they try to innovate and try to change it up a little bit. It's like the Metallica Syndrome. They try to change it up a little bit, and then they isolate a lot of the fan base it's kind of like exactly what game chasers did
1: that that too yeah
0: <laughs> yeah because
1: eventually it's starting to get wackier and wackier too and now kevin's demographic like f- has fallen off yeah i mean so to
2: speak yeah me, me and my own little demographic i got
1: <laughs> well, i mean it's just people that watch like mr belvedere when they were little, you know all, all those hey, shows,
2: gold. Yeah,
3: <laughs> <that's> <laughs> what I'm saying it's one of your favorites. Just streaks
1: work. on the China. Don't get me started. Yeah, just just someone who's more conservative who yeah. wants to watch something that he can watch with like his wife or. I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with that. Um, that's something
2: you got to watch, like, shamefully in a corner of the basement and hope nobody else walks in, you know? Yes, that's
0: where it's getting now. That we <laughs> <that is, laughs> go. Is, yeah. That is what that episode is, man. Oh, yeah. You can't sit there. I can't sit there with my iPad sitting there next to my wife and have that fucking thing playing. My wife's going to be like, what the fuck is that? Are you gay or what? <laughs> exactly. Right <laughs> like now. That's,
2: that's like divorce court right there. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I'm going to try to avoid that. Uh, See ya i know i'm watching something good that i can just confidently and carefree have it at any time and it doesn't matter who walks in anywhere and that's the stuff that i watch and when there's stuff like that on it makes me question what the hell's going on i ain't watching it no more
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hilariousness,
0: though yeah it's just see that's a pretty cool fucking news topic because it's, it's insane
2: like that's nuts dude well um, and, uh, I just checked that it got, like, very little views on that video. I can see why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the word got out.
0: Okay, so wh- uh, one more piece of news. Um, a truck full of Amiibo were stolen. Like, a, ro- a Grand Theft Auto heist <laughs> robbery on rare Amiibos. The <laughs> amiibo heist. I think it was in like England or Europe or something. Is what what I, what I heard. But like, so basically, there's gonna be a shortage of a certain type of Amiibo because of this crazy ass freaking heist that people freaking stole it. <laughs> like the entire batch. It was all of them. It was like from the from the actual shipper. <laughs> it was for probably a major an inside shipper. job, man. It, that's what I'm thinking probably. too. Yeah, When
1: it's something that big, it's usually like an inside job
0: Exactly,
2: that's so funny though It's like the Amiibo (laughs) shit Never ceases to amaze me (laughs) Pay attention to the eBay account in that area that's Selling them left and right, making a killing Oh exactly, like,
0: I mean it's just like It's just like (laughs) when you steal money from a fucking Bank and you see like on the uh, the Movies and shit where they have to like Get it unmarked and stuff like that Like this is like, alright so say they stole Every freaking, I don't know um silver mario amiibo i don't know which one got stolen by no. the way i I didn't view that much into it but say so if all the silver marios are gone in europe and there's european silver marios going on ebay like come on now how are yes, you gonna hide don't... that how are you gonna hide that like that is way too specific of an item like to make money on like they just weren't thinking because it's gonna be region, it's gonna show the regions, gonna show everything. They're they're done. Like as soon as they sell that item, and what are they gonna do? Hold on to a bunch of toys for years? Like they just stole it. They're obviously desperate.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I just don't think they were um, thinking too clearly on that one, in my opinion. The amiibo heist. Oh man. Yeah. And and I think the Amiibo bubble has um has died off a lot, because I haven't seen a whole lot of shit on it aside from this, like, heist. <laughs> so, I mean, and in my opinion, like, there's still some other ones that are coming out, and I haven't even monitored it, I haven't even cared. I, I don't give a shit, like, if I get them later, cool. But I, I really think the demand is going to go down. Um, Nintendo did say that they're printing more now of a lot of them. So some of the ones that are harder to get, quote unquote, won't be because there's more that are gonna be released. So hopefully that insanity tapers down a little bit. Cause I mean, it was cool to talk about and shit, but I mean it it was pretty annoying at the other side. <laughs> but um yeah, um so we're at about an hour. I think we should take a nice little break and then we'd come back and talk about uh, some games. So, so uh, what have you been playing this week, Kevin?
2: Uh, this week I recorded a long play of Batman for Sega Genesis I beat. Hmm. It was, uh, I don't know if you guys fair? ever played the Sega Genesis one. It's a unique title, like the Genesis Ghostbusters, because the Genesis was um, way older than Super Nintendo, which a lot of people don't realize, because it came out in 89. Well, guess what? You know The movie Batman was 89. When you go to Super Nintendo, they only have Batman Returns. Yeah. They never made a Batman before it, which uh-huh. would have been interesting if they did, but I kind of see why, because they only sell... Like what movies recent when a system's out, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But that is the only game that I know of that is uh, very um, faithful to the movie in nineteen eighty nine, starring Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. Oh, okay, that's yeah, a it's a good one. Yeah, it's 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 kind of uh, funny. It's not a hard game, but it's easy to die if that makes sense. <laughs> huh.
0: So like but, you um, basically definitely can play continue it indefinitely yeah. or something.
2: Well, no, it's not indefinite continues. Um, what I honestly did with mine is, uh, you can go in the options and give yourself, I believe, seven lives per continue. Huh. And, um, uh, that's what I did because I'm so rusty at the game. I used to rent it a lot as a kid. It's a Sunsoft game. So, you know, it's got awesome music. Oh, yeah. And, um,
3: God.
2: it, uh, it's, it's pretty good. It's got a, some interesting elements. I mean, it's, it's kind of got some platforming to it. You're, it's like a Batman beat up. But then you go in the uh, car level, so then it's kind of like a shooter, and then you got the bat wing level, so it's got a little bit of variety in there. And it's a it's a real it's a very short game. I got it beat, I think, in like thirty minutes. Yeah. So it's only six levels, and you just got to figure out. The hardest part of the game is uh, figuring out really quick and getting used to the boss mechanics because every boss has like a a certain way you have to go about them so you don't get slaughtered by them. But (laughs) all in all, it's a good game and hopefully I'll have that up soon. But I gotta do a voiceover of tips and tricks on how to do it. But it should be up in the upcoming weeks. But other than Batman, uh, that's the only thing that I got time for this week. As you can see, it's only a 30 minute game, so that's all the game time I had this week. Yeah. So uh, you guys. So me and Kyle have
0: been uh, tinkering with Brutal Doom cooperatively. So. Oh, that's
1: cool. So the time for the Doom corner.
0: Oh yes. So so Kyle turned me on, Mean Gene, to a <laughs> uh, <laughs> to a to a, a version because I wasn't playing. I was playing like GZ Doom or something. But, uh, Kyle turned yeah. me on to Zandronium, and I'm gonna say it wrong every oh, time. Oh yeah, that's way better. S- Zandronium, I think. <laughs> Zandronium. <And so, laughs> it's been our ongoing joke as I've been mispronouncing it every time. So, playing uh, the game on Zebedees is a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool because when you connect to a server, it um, automatically downloads the wads and patches that you don't have as long as they're, like, on a repository that's, you know, public. Um, yep. What was really cool, though, was is when I was fucking around with it, um, this was the day before me and Kyle started working on it, I saw that people had version 20 of Brutal Doom, the beta version. Um, <laughs> it wasn't available to the public, though. Um, So basically... Um, I saw though in, you know, in Zathora, the, the, that, uh, <laughs> that you could actually see the file name. So I googled the file name and there's like six different sites that had it on there. So I downloaded it, so we have version 20 of Brutal Doom that we're playing.
2: <laughs> and Is there big differences? Or? Oh yeah.
0: It's fucking, it's like, way crazier there's some extra different types of weapons with different alternate fires that we saw um the gore has been upped if it if you can believe that <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah that's like be amazing like there's a lot of freaking ceiling drippage and things like that um they changed how certain items work like the chainsaw and things now it's like even more like brutal because you go side to side and things. Uh. Oh yeah, it's it's really really cool. Um, there was there was a couple other things that I, I noticed, but um, they're not coming to me right now because I know Kyle has a ton of little tidbits. Because the second day, me and Kyle had our nightmare of a time trying to get the shit to fucking work. Um, because like while we're both decently technically savvy, like when you jump into like a modding community like that there's an expected knowledge that you need to have going into it. Yeah. And so we couldn't Google shit. Um, like, for example, Kyle would start a server, and after he learned how to do it, it shows up. Mine doesn't show up. For some reason, like, we were getting lag when I would play on his server, but he wasn't getting as much lag when he played on mine. But we couldn't get mine visible for, like, hours. So, like, tinkering with little things. There was, like... Um, what we found out, and it wasn't even through Google, it was through me messing around with every option on my router, is that there was some NAT setting that I needed to unlock that, um, and put in the, my actual IP address into it for it to actually show up. And no website setting, no form, nothing. It's just like an expected level of knowledge that you have to have jumping into it. Yeah, it's that Doom community has
1: always had that like shtick to it. Yeah. And Kevin knows too because... We Like, we would get, like, D-Zone, and you get, like, that Doom companion, that big-ass book with the blue demon yep. on it, yep. and, like... Uh,
2: that uh, Doom Gaming Gurus, I think.
1: And, yep. dude, dude, I never got anywhere with any of that shit. The only, the only thing that I, I ever figured out was actually how to play the wads that were on D-Zone, but I got D-Zone because I thought I could get, like, new weapons and, like, a whole new experience, but the thing is... It's it's hardcore like cryptic, yeah. And at least to me, it is. It's like you're
0: programming for the NES almost. Like it's like there's a there's a learning curve you need to get over.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I almost thought it was funny because on the Neo Geo, this is a good example too. It it is kind of like that because on the memory card for the AES, if you look up the FAQ on that, like the official FAQ, it doesn't even tell you how to get to the BIOS.
3: Yeah. nice yeah so
1: i think to get to the bios you have to hold all the buttons um all four of like a b c d and then press start and select or something at the same time or i I can't even remember now yeah it's all it's all and that's the thing like those expected things always piss me off because it's that's no one thought like (laughs) <laughs> Let's start from the the root level. If someone like stumbles upon this, like and, how am I supposed they, to know? And know? they
0: had like the here's your setup for dummies, but it didn't mention anything about specifics. It showed, oh well, you need to have you know um port forwarding on your router, and these looked something like this. And they showed like an older router. They didn't say port forwarding plus what our issue was, which was like a simple. It's a simple, you know, rudimentary router thing setting it's what it is but i didn't even think about it because there's no freaking form that said anything about it because we're trying to hunt it within the thing and the next issue was is that um we wanted to play doom 2 together and we went on Kyle's server and go and we go to second level i get booted from the game kyle plays on my server we get to the second level we get booted from the game and we're like what the fuck we were getting pissed off and we we're like what the hell wor- it, it's not working and we go to normal doom works perfectly go to final doom which is after doom 2 works perfectly so we're like we couldn't think of anything and I know uh, Kyle was emailing you Kevin and everything about that and uh, what was the uh, solution something about differences and versions or something
2: well, I do know that because um, Kyle was telling me, I believe he said he's using like the red, the original WAD file from like the actual CD from the box. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. And from what I understand is. Uh there were a lot of updates. I think the CD version's like 1.6 or something. It's,
1: yeah, it's 1.666, and then yep, six like a and year. The
2: other ones are like 17A and B they got and stuff like that. Yeah, I have
1: 1.9, which it's like silver. Yeah, that's of the red. highest. Yeah. Yep. So that's what we upgraded to. So I guess Jeff had the 1.666. So yeah. I actually upgraded mine with a patch a few years back. Yeah,
2: you can do that. Yeah, because yeah,
1: for, for skull tag reasons.
0: What we've oh. done to keep it simple so that way if, like, you want to join us, Kevin, or anybody else who isn't even savvy with this shit is that we threw it in our, in our Google Drive that's public for us. So if anybody's interested, we just – what we'll do is we'll just share the um, – you know, chill them. Go to Zandronium.com or Zandronium.com and download uh, the program.
1: Zandronium, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Down the, um, That place. Download <laughs> the program. And then, um, go to our site to get all the wads, so that way you have all the same wads that we do. Um, that'll be the important thing, so that way, cause there's some shit that we do, like we have a a magnum pistol add-on, um, that's pretty fucking cool, and if we all, and I don't think that one downloads automatically, but we have it in our folder, so that way if we use it, you can get it right there. And I figured having that shit on the Mm -hmm. cloud will make things simpler for us, um, The one thing was, is before the podcast, I was fucking around with the, um, the server because Zandronium, um, creates Doomseeker, like, it comes with Doomseeker, which is just a server that shows all the running games that are online right now with Doom, and there's a lot of them. And so I would, I joined a couple, played a few, some of them are okay, some of them are glitchy, um, but I saw something on one of the Brutal Doom 20 websites, and it said co-op. B D okay, so I was like, well, "What the hell is that?" And it's basically a add-on to Doom two, Doom one, Doom two, Final Doom, that in it like somebody took every game, made all the levels a little bit bigger, but kept them the same. Like they kept them the same, but added a couple more corridors. So I was playing like Doom two, the first level, added a couple extra corridors and made it, instead of 30 enemies, there's a 250. (laughs) So it's meant for, like, when we have a massive... Yeah, they
2: revamp them.
0: Yeah, and so it's meant for, like, when we have a massive amount of people that are going to play with us, that way we're not just blowing through levels because we have frickin' eight people or, you know, even three or four people, we won't be able to blow through the level. I mean, I was fighting, like, Hell Knights and shit in the fucking first level. It was It was really cool, though. And there's extra weapons because of this, so that way you can you know have extra ammo and shit but um it was it was really cool i was able to get through the first level though but it was it was definitely a character builder and it it was like there was a bunch of little corridors but then eventually i got the the key once i got the key in the first level which didn't exist i don't think um it unlocked the corridor and then that's your normal corridor to the end of the level so it actually took a little bit longer to beat the first level but it was still familiar because we've been playing it you know what i mean so I think that'll be a perfect new experience when we start doing it with, like, if we do it with, like, multiple people. So I know if it, when it's just me and Kyle, we're going to actually go through standard Doom 2, probably Brutal style, um, just to, to beat it. Like We're going to go through it pretty fast, though. It, yes. If it flies. like Yeah, and that's the thing. So when that's we play it with this co-op mode, it'll slow the pace down a little because um, the difference between co-op and normal Doom... Is that you get to respawn infinitely. Um, you can, you know, change settings if you want to lose all your weapons or not, and where you want to spawn at. Like, um, but the thing is, is in the end you respawn, so there's really no death per se. So you'll get through the levels, and it kind of brings up the game into more like a modern terms, in my opinion, than like just playing standard Doom or brutal Doom, where you have to save. Otherwise, if you die, you're you're dead, and it goes back to the save point. It's it's a it's a different world. Yeah, because generally, like
1: most of the co-op that I played, um, yeah, I'd say the you when you die, it resets you at the very beginning, mm-hmm. and it takes all of your weapons away. Um, Kevin, is that pretty much the same that you've seen?
2: Oh yeah, and I can't think of anyone and any of them until Brutal Doom, where that that was a big perk because when I first set up Brutal Doom here at my place, uh. Eric came by and we blasted through Doom 1 and 2 all in one day because we got to keep our weapons that's a big significant plus because an original Doom which uh we usually play every blue moon you're running around the level being like oh I got to go back here and get the rocket yep. launcher yep. oh I got to go back here and get the BFG oh I need more ammo so I got to keep re-picking up the shotgun and double barrel yeah. and it's 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 a tedious mechanic that is dated and brutal Doom just modernized a piece of Doom that you know just didn't age well. It's one of the few things of doom that didn't age well in my opinion
1: and I think that um starting the person over at the beginning is is good because yeah, you have to have some some kind of like punishment
2: oh, like, I agree with um, that
1: so that when you start and like all your buddies are off having fun and you're like all the way at the beginning, so it's like <laughs> next time be be a little more careful when you when you go around that corner, yep. so it kind of teaches you to be a better. And to uh, fight for kind of the whole rank of like, I was the one who went through the whole level. Yeah. Like,
2: and didn't die. Yeah. See, that's so, cool as shit.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's where I think it, it challenges us to be better.
0: And it was like, we were, pl- yeah, we were playing it. that's what you at, want in it, the game. We were, yeah, playing, we were playing it the other yeah. day and it was fucking fun as shit, though. Oh, that's man. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> it is So much carnage. So... It's just like, oh. And And here's the thing, Kyle, with this co-op wad on it, Oh my God! There's so much blood and guts. Like I was walking through oh, piles yes. of bodies. It was like oh it's my like amazing. I was, I was like oh my God. And none of the bodies went away. It was like just stacks upon stacks upon stacks of. That's the thing too. Like um,
1: Doom, they just stacked. That's kind of how like the sprite property would work. But mm-hmm. like I think with GoldenEye and all that, like it would like disappear. Right. Yes. Yes. But oh, these just, yeah, the stacking element. And oh my I god! I think you could, you, yeah, and then you can even, like, fu- like kick them and stuff. I think.
0: Oh yeah, in brutal yep. doom, yeah, you can kick shit out of them. That's <laughs>
1: uh,
0: like, corpses. and it's like now with the ceiling splatter and the wall splatter effects with version twenty, like it was just like halls of gore from me as I was going through. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's what it would really be like, though. Yeah, that's and that's you the thing. I, mean? like, I, I really think we need to play it with the uh, the co op wad on just to just to check it out because because like, we're gonna have to play through, um, because there's so many more enemies. Like, it's it's gonna be it's gory as shit. It's fun, and I think it'll just add to the the craziness factor. So I would say anytime we have anybody with us, we should definitely play like the the crazy mod version. And then when it's just me, yeah. when it's just me and Kyle though, we're, we definitely gotta plow through Doom Two, like standard.
1: Yeah, which it won't won't take long at all. Like no. I said, but. Um, yeah. yeah, there's, I think, I was reading a review, and it was kind of cool how hmm. a few a few things the guy said, he gave it a 10, but he was like, stuff that I would add, and a few of them were like, yeah, that's pretty good, like, the the option to, like, change the skin to, like, each gun that it's ever been, you know, oh. you could just change the skin and, like, the setup, and just, uh, yeah. and just even, like, even, like the, you start the original, or yeah, you just go in the player options, and it's like, what um, sprite do you want for your plasma gun? Do you want the original one? Do you want, you know, this version one? Or do you
0: want the new one? I I agree. Like, they should have, like, a way you should be able to, like, skin each weapon to your liking. Um, did did you notice, though, Kyle, the, um, the player, um, versions in, in Brutal Doom 20, though? So, like... Player
1: versions? Yeah,
0: so, like, when you, before you start the game, so you log into, like, a server... You can actually choose Doom Guy, which is vir- which is Brutal Doom, but you can play like original mode, and it takes all the weapons to the original skins from the original Doom, but it gets rid of like the kick and it gets rid of the Brutal Doom stuff. So you play standard Doom style in Brutal Doom. It'll still be gory, but oh, you'll, see. But you'll I think that it goes to the original skins because you start with the pistol so gotcha. yeah huh. i mean i didn't we i didn't play as him i didn't collect any other weapons so i don't know if like the rifle or the the um shotgun are different but um i just know okay. that you know yeah. it, it didn't um, have the kick yeah, i, I want to play it with all the crazy shit so
1: <laughs> yeah the thing is too you can always use the kick even when you're like shooting someone
0: yes well because like um, when you kick I, the, I also when you wanted kick to like the like... uh the way or you kick a demon away from you, it gives you a second to reload, too, because it has a reload. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that's, and that's a good one.
1: And as far as the reloading goes, um, I think that's amazing um, because it, it adds a whole new strategy to everything, because you, you, you have to make sure that it's, like, you got enough bullets in there, you know? Um, or else it takes a few seconds, so if you're in the middle of a fight and you're stuck with reloading, then it's like, Jesus, you know, you get fucked. So the thing, the thing is that uh, what I found the best way for a mouse, like, I, and this is my own setup, and uh, then I'd, I'd like for Kevin to go into his setup too, and then Jeff with the joystick deal, um, because uh, for me, I with the mouse, I actually prefer the left click to shoot, the right click for the alt fire, and then how there's a jog wheel. The jog wheel goes through your weapons, but it also clicks. If you press it down, and I, I set that for the reload hmm. so that um you can like do it all really quick.
0: Did all, you find yourself accidentally cycling through a weapon when you're reloading? Or no? It's not that sensitive. No. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, that's I that would be the only thing. But the the other cool thing is you can set it for two different buttons, so you can put R two. Um so I also have R um as reload as yeah nice Um,
0: that's that's really cool
1: yeah but what's what's cool is with the the mouse you actually don't even need turn left or turn right which is the the left and the right like directionals on the keyboard it's actually you you just need left strafe right strafe up and down and then um the mouse actually takes care of the rest because then you just steer like the direction that you're going with the mouse and uh you like fly you know because you can you can, like, now you're not just confined to, like, running in straight lines. You can do, like, circles around things.
3: Uh-huh.
1: And, uh, that's, that's where I think, um, mouse aiming, it took me a while to get used to. So that, that was actually my thing. It was a curve, a, a curve that I had to, you know, to learn finally from f- the original. Yeah. Memory. Yeah. But, uh, once you, once you get there, it's, it's so worth it. Um, I took, like, how Duke 3D, um, you kick with the the little button that's next to the one on, on the keyboard, and I've, it's like a little dash thing. Yeah. Like, the tilde. Yeah, yeah, that's what you kick with, so that's, like, hardwired in my head, and that's what Kevin was saying, too. Like, with Descent, certain buttons are, like, hardwired in our heads, so we go to those, like, in Duke 3D, A was jump, so H, that's jump right. A
0: jump for Doom, Yeah. <laughs>
1: So that's so I make sure that it's A because I'm so used to doing that, you know. See, that's
0: fucking cool because I guarantee you, other people are thinking the exact same thing. Listen, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah.
1: And the fact that it's fully customizable just makes it like so incredible. Because um, Kevin has a different way. Our the way that we move though is the same with the left strafe, the right strafe, up and down is kind of all in the same spot. Um, and the whole mouse, but he has like a different spot on the keyboard where his hands naturally rest, ain't it? That's how.
2: Yeah, my my setup is something that evolved over a time because in my teenage years, when it was a uh, booming time to have your dial up twenty eight eight modem to eventually upgrade to fifty six k one day was a big deal, and uh I used to play Descent a lot. And what that is, it's kind of similar to Doom. It's a It's basically death matching with a spacecraft, that's all it is, but you got corridors which are similar to Doom levels. It's like 360 degree Doom, if that makes sense, because you can fly up and down and all that. And at the time, I'm a teenager, so I don't have a lot of money, and all the people that were um, pretty damn good in kicking my ass, they had, I believe it was called a Microsoft Sidewinder, or they'd have a Logitech Wingman. And those are old-school um, joysticks yeah. that had special grips and buttons because in Descent, it's very similar to Doom with your uh, attacks, but it's uh, also a lot of alternates. Like, you'd have a button dedicated for shooting a flare, so then it'd hit the ground and light up an area because guys could hide. You'd have another button for your primary missile, a button for your secondary missile, a button for your bomb a button for your afterburner, and a button for your regular firing. I mean, you need a lot of buttons, and you really did need a damn joystick. They designed that game to sell joysticks, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, they did. And I I had to work I'm around fine. that and be good because I was getting angry. I used to use a system called Kali, K-A-L-I, and that was just a little network for people that had uh, Doom, Duke Nukem, Descent, whatever. And um, I would go on every night after school, And um, I was actually good enough to the point that I had to master using the controls on the keyboard and using a mouse, and I started beating people with a joystick until I could save up for a joystick, and what I did from there as I moved into Doom and Duke Nukem because, you know, you get burnt out with the game after a while. Mm-hmm. And I just kept the same constro- uh, control control screen- scheme. And for me, that was, uh, it's kind of crazy if you look at it, but when you do home row keys properly for typing, uh-huh. you would lay your hand down and your pinky should be on the letter A. Yep. And when you're doing that, my controls are A is forward, because it was forward boost and descent. Z is backwards. Oh. S would be straf le- uh, left. F would be straf right. D would be duck or down for descent. E would be up or jump. W would be kick for Duke Nukem. R would be reload if needed. G would be, um, like an item, like you'd use in a health pack or something in Duke. And then V would be like, sometimes there's a special thing in a game that is, it's kind of like a wild card. V was always the wild card for me. And then space bar obviously is like your open door. So I'm already naturally leaving my hand there. And the main reason I went with this setup is a, since it's naturally laying there, you're not kind of cramping your hand to a style that you couldn't play for a long time. And since I played hours on end, cause I don't have a car yet and I'm like 12 or 13, I could play all night long and just keep my hand that way. And since I'm already typing a lot School and stuff, my hand was flying hitting buttons and time, so it just kind of. And today, I still use the same style just because it's ingrained in my head. But uh, uh-huh. it would be interesting to get back in that racket because I haven't, like, I don't know how you put it competitively played in at least 10 years online anymore. <laughs> I gave that crap up, you know. I'm an old man, but it will be fun. We'll have to have a co op day to see how well uh, I can brush the get some rust off this keyboard here. Oh, yeah, yeah and
1: uh, Definitely. so you know who who made the Sidewinder, right? Microsoft.
2: Uh, yeah, because they want more money. <laughs> yeah. I did eventually get the Sidewinder. That one was better than the Logitech Wingman, in my opinion, because the Sidewinder, I can't remember what it's called, but it, it you had a twist to it. You could twist it, yeah, and that was your strafing and descent, and that was a big deal to be able to twist uh, that joystick. It was a good advantage to have. That was better than a keyboard and mouse, obviously.
1: Huh. Yeah, because I mean, I remember when I got my Windows ninety five computer, it came with a few free games. Descent nice. was one of them.
2: Oh man, you lucked out! That's so a good was, game.
1: Like Magic Carpet and Magic some other Carpet. random, Class. other random like I don't know. But that was funny too. There was like a whole campaign, a whole
2: like Microsoft campaign. And it, did you get the the Fury three disc free game? <laughs> I'd have to see what it, the cover. Ah, uh, it's just a rip off Terminal Velocity. If you ever played that. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's uh, in our classic shooter like plane flying game. That's what I was curious if it came with it. because I, I got all those freebies though. too back in the day. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. I thought it'd be everybody got that crap back then. But, um, no descent. It's it's a shame they never really. I from what I know they did. I wish they would have like do a brutal doom to that game because that game was just as intense in my opinion. But it's kind of space age and sci fi. So I mean, brutality of demons will always be more popular than that.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: There's there's something about. Um, like, the violence in our psyche is like crazy, though. Like, because yep. all, like, when a, a species such as like cavemen moved to like a new spot, the first thing that, that they would do is look for an object to like shatter the shell of a, another creature, you know? That's gotta
2: show dominance somehow, you right?
1: Ha- you have to consume <laughs> yep. other creatures oh. to live. That's the whole thing. Like, you, you almost have to take the essence of other things to and i think with that that savagery is always there and i yep. think that's just like a little spot in our brain that doom fulfills like, yeah <laughs> really though because and the ideas that people come up with are like insane it's kind of like then you think oh, about yes. like the the torture chambers and shit like it's Fucking like the med- medieval times and stuff and how crazy that stuff was so it's like yeah there's definitely something um to be said about it's like making order out of chaos almost like yeah. Cuz it's just nothing feels better than just wipe a whole room clean and it's like, yeah. <laughs> wipe in the
0: whole. a whole room clean. It's it's just, exactly it, what you do though. Like we yeah, want to yep. get 100% kills. So, like we want to kill everything.
1: And then you just stand in the whole like fray and you're just like that's fucking right. Like, yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then like the way that I do things is <laughs> I play it new school style, so I plug in a wired, though, not wireless, so I don't have to worry about batteries, but a wired Xbox 360 controller. So, I got crazy shit like my left analog and right analog play exactly like you would play Halo or Call of Duty or any of those. So the looks and the strafes are all exactly the same to analog, both of them. Um, My right trigger is primary fire, left trigger is secondary fire. L and R cycle through the weaponry, so I don't have designated weaponry buttons, so I got to remember how many pushes there are to each one, which is like now a standard for console gaming, so it's not that hard to get used to anymore. Remember back in the day, though, I used to prefer keyboard just because you know I can choose which weapon immediately. Yeah. Um. But you know I'm used to that version now. Um. The thing is though is that each analog you can press in, so when you press in one, I duck things like that, so I can actually like run and duck all at the same time and like very cool yeah crazy That's cool. crazy shit like um my you know kicks and jumps and are on the actual buttons so they the x and the y button are my jumps and kicks and b is reload a is your action button um you know so it, it works out really well um i've not had any issues if i press up on the control panel it goes right to the map so I can just look at the map real quick to see where, like, Kyle was when we were playing. So I can, like, run to him real quick. Um, you yeah, find people. Yeah, and it's like, everything is at my fingertips. It works real easy. The only things I don't have mapped are things like the, um, Brutal Doom, they have curse words. That's F, so I can... My keyboard's right next to me. I have a wireless one, so I just press the F button real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and like, Fuck yourself. <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> um... That's pretty hilarious to me, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can type as well, so I can press the, you know, the, uh, what, the T to press the type, and then I can type in something real quick, and it doesn't affect my controls at all. So I can almost type and go at the same time, which is pretty crazy to think about.
1: <laughs> what's, what's funny is that Taunt actually, like, wakes him up. Yeah. So he, like, put something in that. That I sort
0: of alert the enemy.
1: Yeah, which is oh, great. I, <laughs> I think someone said, like, it even pisses him off.
0: Which is something awesome.
1: Yeah, um, and uh, as far as the controls go too, I wanted to throw in like Kevin mentioned. Until he changed to that contr- the control scheme that he's using, like he couldn't keep up with people online, and like that was the same thing that happened to me. Like um, I thought I was hot shit. I was like I can beat Doom, Doom Two, Final Doom, ult- Ultra Violence all day long, and then it's like and then you, play you online, get online <laughs> and you're like oh, you're you're humbled real quick. <laughs>
2: Yeah, single player and uh, multiplayer are two different worlds. I mean, yeah, and because <laughs> you're
1: good at single player, don't mean nothing, man. And and the whole thing was like, I was playing with the old control scheme. Ooh. Yeah, and which is not at all. It's really clunky.
2: Now, what is your? What was your old original? I'll tell you mine. I wonder if it's similar. I'm just talking about vanilla Doom control scheme. Yep. Like, Yep. Yeah, like alt, I'm talking you talking hold alt and do strafe to left and right. See, mine was hold the right mouse button to strafe back in the day. See, I didn't even use that mouse. I...
1: That's the thing.
2: That's Oh, you, oh, was oh, oh, you on did it all with keyboard? Man, this guy. That's Give why... him his abacus for his math. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Stephen yeah, Hawking but, playing but, um, Doom the over thing here. was,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Doom auto-aims for you, yep, so you yeah. don't have to, like, point it anywhere. But the whole thing with the mouse is if you just strafe left and right and move up and down and move the mouse you like coast yeah and that's what they were doing I'm like what are they like how are they doing that and then I figured out like oh okay and I actually got pretty good but funny is the way that I got good um, they had like these survival modes where there would be like waves it would be like wave one and, and then it would be like a countdown and then these doors would open and then all these demons would come out and they would just give you all these weapons and you had to rack up I don't know if they still have that. That was back I in the skull tag do. days. We need to
0: find that because I hope they do. I know they have and, skull tag mods and shit, so.
1: Yeah, and, and each wave would get crazier and qu- uh, crazier and crazier. And, and once, I think, you would beat 10 waves, um, which after that, the place was just obliterated, you know.
0: Is it, then, is it only um, 10 waves?
1: It was around that. It was, like, between 5 and 10 or something. And then you go to, like, the next map, and it would do the same thing, but... Well, because that's crazy, though, because and...
0: Andrea's playing survival mode right now in Grand Theft Auto Five, and there's 10 waves. Like, they keep, the, they keep the same standard. And that's what she's been playing and getting really good at the game, is she's been playing that over and over again, and now yeah, that's, she's getting that's perfect cover, she's doing everything, like, awesomely. Like, she's getting through all 10, ten like, stages each time now, all the phases. And... and and eventually i started getting in the top 3 and
1: that's when i called myself bullet beast <laughs> because <laughs> cuz i could call myself that at that point but what i did bullet to beast. get to the top 3 cuz at the end of the level it would do all the people like how many you uh how many kills you had and yeah. then who it would like rank them so that was the whole point of that to get first to get the most kills in those waves you know so how I did it? Just use the rocket launcher as much as I can, because that splash damage would kill the other things around it. So it, it was kind of like a secret. Instead of pointing a shotgun at a dude and killing him, you're po- you're pointing a rocket at him and it's killing the two guys to the left and to the right.
0: Three for four so, ones.
1: Yeah, so that's that's where I got like a, I kind of figured out how to do that whole thing. But it was so fun, man. Those were oh my god! It was like Great times. That was before the whole brutal Doom thing hit the yeah. scene that in 2012. And I'm talking like.
0: I'm thinking like if, if we can get like a, a Doom night going or something, hopefully they still have survival. We could all compete and see so who gets the most kills per round and shit. That'd be fun. I know that um, there were some settings when we were going through and one said count kills or hits or something. Like one counts kills and then you can choose a different version so you can score it differently too, depending. So, like, maybe if, like, somebody is, like, you know, waiting and picking off the kill shots or something to get rack up points, you can, like, change that up to the people that are doing all the work or something. Like, so mm-hmm. there'll be different ways that we can mess around. And if we're getting, like, if we can get, like, three or four or five people, that would be pretty fucking awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, what's what's cool is with the waves, it's just one huge, like, arena. Oh, yeah. So it, but what's, what's also cool is, like, so then it'll be wave three, and then this whole wall, like, drops, and there's, like, 200, bar- <laughs> like, barons, like, on, on these crags. Yes. Yeah, and then you just have to, like, take them all out before the next one. I mean, it's just, oh, my God. But um, the thing is, like, Kevin was saying, too, um, with Duke 3D, like, weren't you, like, top tier?
2: Oh, I was a uh, pretty damn braggable back and then... Uh, they had like some kind of a tracking systemized part because it was like that Collie system they had. They had have like rankings on there. Yeah, and I, I remember I think that my best I was at least in like the top hundred at one point in time. Aye. I was never like one or anything, but I was at least in the top hundred of all those people, and that was I mean that's like late nineties, but hell, yep. that's still braggable of its time. And uh, even to justify it, because uh, when Duke, I was so excited when Duke three D came out for the Xbox three sixty. um, I tried to get really good with controller, and um, my old tricks were still working out pretty well because I'm guessing there were a lot of noobs on there or something. I, I need to look it up, but I, I wasn't as high as that, obviously, on the 360, but I, I did rank up. I was at least in the hundreds. I was not in the thousands for the rank, I right. was in, like, the three or 400 range. Okay. But that's still pretty decent, I'd say, for today's standards.
1: Yeah, and you got to tell people <laughs> what, what you did with the shrink gun.
2: Uh. Oh, yeah. No, I used to... I, I, I had particular levels. I was a real prick in the game. is pretty fun. I mean, some people call it camping and that. I'm like, hey, if you're smart enough to beat it, you can beat it. But a Duke Burger was a famous level. I deathmatch a lot in, and in Duke Burger, there's a bathroom and there's a shrink gun you can get in the level. So. What I'd do is I would stand at a perfect angle that once somebody walked into the bathroom, they'd be pointing and concentrating on me, and I, I would see them coming. I could shoot the shrink gun; it would bounce right off the mirror and hit them, and then I'd stomp them immediately. <laughs> so, like the only way you could really the only way you could really get rid of me, I was also far enough away that if you sent pipe bombs, I'd pick them up before you could hit it normally, and if you sent uh, RPGs or rockets down in there. It wasn't enough splash damage or close enough to where I was standing. So you really had to like ransack, you know, SWAT team run in with like three guys <laughs> and rush me if you wanted me dead. Oh my but God. guess what? When you're when you're out with it, th- when you're out death matching, nobody's out to team up. Everybody's out just to kill each other. Yep. So it was very rare when people were smart enough to team up because they got so pissed off at me that they wouldn't kill each other. And that was really the only time I ever died was when people wisened up and they're like, Oh I don't know how they'd communicate, because back then, nobody's wearing headsets. You you would be texting and stuff. I'm talking way back in the day. So they would, uh, eventually, they'd get pissed, and, like, it'd take at least two guys that were decent enough to run in, distract me enough, and then, but sometimes I did, I was fast enough to shoot it twice, and I'd shrink them both, and they'd get so pissed, it'd be pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, that was just one of the spots that I had tricks. There were other levels. I had other methods, but, I mean, I don't want to give out all the tricks. I'd rather just show them when I see them online. (laughs)
1: That's that's a really smart one. Um, Yeah, there was this one kid when I was little. Um, Yeah, we used to have Duke three D death matches, and he would get so pissed off and just like quit on me. (laughs) Um, Because I don't know, I I just would get him like all the time. And
2: and good old rage quitting.
1: Yeah, there's a part where he's like, it's like twenty to zero sometimes. I mean, some sometimes it was a good match, but other times I just was like on a roll. Oh yeah, that's where I kind of wanted to go with this too, um, which is funny because then. He would try to get like other people to like come in and like, you know, um, like gang up and stuff and they still couldn't, like it's great.
2: On a side note, I was totally disappointed with that damn three sixty, they don't do the four player split screen for Duke Nukem. Oh yeah, they don't. I mean comparison. it's garbage. I mean there really is no way to do four player I mean local Duke Nukem on a split screen other than N sixty four that I know of and that's that version isn't that good. Yeah.
0: Oh, you know what was crazy? You guys were talking about rankings, and I was thinking about something. Um, Sunday night, I did a drinking night because I have Memorial Day off, um, and we were playing the Nintendo World Championships on NES Remix 2, you know, the one that they're going to do in the tournament coming up. Um, I thought I did pretty good in it back when I um, set, set my record on the game when I first got it. I played it like two or three times and I was up at, like, the top one or two people in the, in the world on the thing. And I thought, oh, it's just because it's new. Um, now, I know this guy that played in a tournament when I was in Indiana. Like, I ran a gaming tournament. And he, like, broke the Dr. Mario records and a bunch of Mario 3 records. He's like, yeah, man, I'm at, like, um, 2.7 million right now practicing for the World Championships. Um, on Sunday, when I looked at my record, I have 2.9 million. Wow. So I think that's pretty good. And I'm still up there in the top in the world. And I'm like, I did that like my third time or something. I didn't get close to that playing Sunday. Like, I was like, I got like, you know, I think maybe 2 million or something, which is still, I guess, respectable. But, like, I'm not efficient in Mario 1 and 3 going through it for the World Championships. But it's, like, hilarious. Like, we all have our little, like, world record niches, all three of us awesome yep.
1: <laughs> yeah it's i think that's that's what's interesting about all of us on the panel too because it's we do have that experience exactly um, which is just really good speaking from that um i think it, you actually have to do it and experience it for yourself and then to actually i don't know understand like the work that goes into it or the work that doesn't and somehow it's just like a miracle thing that you just totally get right off and it's like jeez it's a, it's just interesting. Yeah, it's like some people are just born for certain games.
2: Exactly. Um, so, w- or is the only game that you had to play as a kid, so you mastered yep. it. Exactly. <laughs> too.
1: Yep. Right. Right. So, so then Kevin, you have that.
2: Kevin, are you going to the the World Championships when they have it? Um, from what I'm seeing with my schedule and uh, work, um, through a whole bunch of stuff on my lap, it's not looking promising on my end, unfortunately. Ah. Pretty disappointed about it myself. But um, unless something breaks up which I'll find out tomorrow, which I doubt it will, then it's not looking too promising at this point, I'll say. But you never know. I might pull something out last minute.
0: Now, is it this weekend or something, or is it coming up? Yeah,
2: I believe it's this Saturday.
0: Yeah, because the thing is, if you go there, I know at least two people that are competing in Schaumburg. That's going to be Joe, the guy that played in my tournament. That's the guy that's at, oh. like, 2.7 million. He's, he really? set the world record for a Mario 3 speedrun while I was at that tournament that I ran. <laughs> like, wow. like he's fucking good at Mario One, Three, and Doctor Mario, so he should be pretty damn high on the the list. And then you have Caitlin Oliver, who she's like a um a Twin Galaxy record holder. She used to, I think she still has the record in Splatterhouse, but she also like just won a Pac Man tournament that they had at the anniversary party up in Illinois too. So. Wow. That should be freaking madness. Um, oh, the, the other thing is, is have you seen the news from Galloping Ghosts recently?
2: Uh, I haven't been able to keep up in Crazy Week. Okay, um, look up their Facebook page because they're
0: running some T20 event. where They're going to set a Guinness World Record for the amount of, number one, the biggest arcade in the world. And number two, the most people play in the arcade at one time. Hell yeah. And they're going to have like a whole event. You get there at a certain time. O- old Billy Mitchell and Walter Day will be there. But, Hell um, shit. yeah. But, um, the cool <laughs> thing is, is that if you go there, I think, you know, there's a fee to get in because there's a fee to play at their place. Yeah, but, um,
1: fifteen bucks.
0: I think. Yeah, I think it might be more for this event just to support something. I, I think. Likely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, I was thinking that too. Yeah, but basically, if you get there early enough, they'll they'll let you get your name in the history books and Guinness for sitting <laughs> at a certain game.
1: That's fucking great. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. So look <laughs> that, so that
0: shit up. <laughs> you guys should definitely try to make that an event. Kevin can make that like a, a field trip episode or something definitely like that'd be fucking cool if i was out there i'd definitely be going so yeah right. um so i would say it's definitely a, a good time to wrap things up we've had a pretty good podcast and hitting our little mm-hmm. hard stop so yeah all right that way me and kyle can jump into some brutal doom tonight Thank you for listening to VGBS. We appreciate everybody taking the time to get through this whole uh, Arduous podcast. We love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to correspond with us, you can email us at vgbspodcast at gmail.com. But we also have a phone number. It is two two six four VGBS. You can leave us a voicemail, choose a text message. Um, whatever you want to do, Correspond. Also, comment on us. Shoot us a message on Facebook, Twitter, Google+. Plus. Leave a message on one of Kevin's videos on YouTube. We love hearing what people um, think about the podcast. All
2: right, see you later. Woo. Take it easy, guys. Later. <sighs>